Well, thank you to our worship team. They've been here since about three o'clock this afternoon, and I thank you guys for everything that you've done for us this evening, both at the five o'clock service and the seven o'clock service. And um, earlier, uh, at the five o'clock service, I sat down on the little stool that she's taking and uh, had the kids sit up here with me. And so I thought I'd just have you guys all come up, take an X, and uh, I will sit down on the snow. And I don't think that'll work. I think it's too, too big of you and too, too many of you. But it was kind of comfortable sitting on that stool. I did kind of like that part of it. So, you know, I, I saw something this week that I thought was, uh, it was kind of cute, you know, and it was like, yeah, that's good. Um, it was, I think it was Facebook or Instagram, something like that. And, and the point that the person said was on uh, January 1st at 12.01 will be the first time in human history that we can truly say that hindsight is 2020. <laughs> I was like, and boy, can we not wait for it to be hindsight, <laughs> for 2020 to be hindsight? Uh, so let me, let me just ask you a question this evening to get us started as we, as we think about the Christmas story and the Christmas season. Um, Kaylee read to us a few moments ago how the angel said this was good news. If you could have one piece of good news in the upcoming year for your life, what would you want it to be? What would that good news be? Think about that for a second. And, uh, and then I'm going to ask you to turn to the person next to you and share. What would the good news, what good news would you like to hear in 2021? Turn to somebody and share it with you real quick. Yeah. Okay. So now let me ask you a question. How many of you, in some way, it had something to do with it just not being 2020 anymore? Raise your hand. Yeah, a few of those. And not being COVID or, or this or that. You know, we all love good news, don't we? Um, I was talking to someone uh, uh, at the earlier service, or no, actually before this service, and we were kind of commiserating together that we have children that aren't with us for maybe the first time at Christmas time, uh, but because, you know, it's one of those things. When our kids grow up and they start getting married, they have to share time with other families, and that's just good. That's natural. And, and that's, that's a good news, and kind of not so good news all at the same time, right? It depends on how you look at it. But then there's all kinds of things that are good news, right? Uh, we get that news from work that we've got a new position. Maybe it's a promotion. Uh, I, I think I saw one of our young ladies uh, here that I haven't seen in a while, but I just I think it was in the last week or so I'd seen on uh, social media that she had gotten a job with an accounting firm, you know, and she was looking forward to starting a new job. And I mean, that's the type of good news that you want, right? Uh, when it comes to your life and, or that, you know, you're, those of us who are, have children who are getting married, you get that good news, right? Mom, dad, we're, we're going to have a baby. You're going to be grandparents, you know. Some of you, you've heard that good news. Some of us, were waiting on that, right? Uh, all kinds of things that we could maybe point to to say, boy, that is good news. Um, for, I think, all of us, we would like to say 
this evening that it would be really good news to just be done with all that we've been having to put up with for the last, you know, eight months now and to get past this in this pandemic in this time in our nation's history and in our civilization and to be able to at least go back to some semblance of normalcy uh, and where we didn't have to wear masks and we didn't have to socially distance and, and all that kind of stuff. Although, although I did see this week that those of us who are Gen Xers, you know, we are actually thriving in the pandemic because, you know, from the time we were born and, and all our childhood, isolation and self-isolation has like been a part of our lives and, and actually recharges our batteries. So, you know, they were going through the generations. And so, you know, my generation, Gen Xers, you know, just the boomers and it's a World, World War II gener- great generation and then millennials. And, and we're kind of like that group in the middle. And, but, you know, we're like thriving finally in the pandemic because we're used to having to self-isolate. We kind of, we kind of like it a little bit, you know? But with all that being said, can't wait this to get, be over, to get some good news that we can finally have church like we normally do. We can hang out with our friends. We can go to restaurants. We can do life like we've always been doing it, and we don't have to wonder and be anxious and all of that. We need good news in our nation. We've been going through a time where there hasn't been a lot of good news. It's been difficult. And uh, so Christmas time reminds us of the importance of, of good news and how badly we need that in our life right now. And this story that we have here it's full of good news, but it doesn't start out that way. I mean, just imagine for a second, you're a, you know, you're a shepherd, you're out in the middle of the field, you're working a really exciting job, you know, and uh, you, know, you, you lay it around at night and you watch sheep eat and go to the bathroom and sleep, you know, that's your job. And, and then all of a sudden, breaking into your world is the angel of the Lord. Now, that, that's an important term, right? This is not Delibert touched by an angel, old grandma angel kind of a person, right? This is a mighty warrior angel of God. And you know the reaction of the shepherds, right? Uh, Kaylee read the word. I love the way you emphasize the word, Kaylee. They were what? Terrified. Terrified. They immediately needed some good news because they thought things were going south quick. And so the angel of the Lord just encourages them. I have good news for you. Don't be afraid. And then he proceeds to tell them that good news. He says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. And not just good news, good news of great joy. In other words, I'm bringing you the best news. I'm going to announce to you something that is going to bring incredible joy into your life. Joy, which is so much more than happiness, right? Happiness depends on our circumstances. This is joy. This is that sense of peace and satisfaction and enjoyment of God, regardless of circumstances. He says, I'm going to bring you the the biggest news that's ever been brought to humanity. And here it is. It's good. It's great. Because it's for everybody. Right off the bat, it's great news. The scope of this news says it's for all people. It's not just for the, the religious people of that day. It wasn't for the powerful people of that day, just for them. It wasn't for just the Hebrews of that day, the Jews of that day. It was for the Jews and the Gentiles. To expand that, this news is for all people. That means regardless of our skin color or our social condition or our educational level or our economic prosperity or the nation that we are born in. In other words, it's for all people and it is great news. That's what makes it great news because 
in this story, in the Christmas story, regardless of one's background, regardless of how we have lived our life in the past, there is something in here for us that will absolutely turn our lives around. It'll be the greatest news you could ever receive, regardless of who you are. In fact, the point there is seen in the fact that he comes to shepherds, right? The shepherds of that day, um, you know, I kind of just, you know, pointed out what, you know, what a did in, you know, how interesting was that job that they had, right? A little bit on the boring side, sitting out there watching sheep eat and sleep and, you know, whatever. But the shepherds in that society, it was even worse. They were unclean. They were at the bottom of the social strata. In, in India, where you had a caste system, right? And you had a group that were known as the outcast. This would be where the shepherds were in that kind of similar category, along with lepers and, and people who had certain kinds of diseases. They were always ceremonially unclean. In other words, a shepherd could not leave the fields and go to the synagogue and worship or go to the temple and, and worship God and be a part of all that was going on at the temple. They weren't allowed to because they were always seen as defiled, as unclean, as unworthy of coming into the presence of God and worshiping God. And so this angel comes to a group of people who everybody else would look at and say, unclean. There's something wrong with that guy, that gal. And this is the very group he comes to. That's not an accident because this news is for all people. So for example, this, this evening, some of you, you come into this building, this room, you may come with incredible wounds from your past, right? Uh, maybe things were done to you that, and you were taken advantage of at some point in your life. And those, those wounds that are in your life can become so overwhelming, it seems to define your life. And you become known by that. Or perhaps you're struggling with an addiction or something along those lines, and it just seems like that that struggle is defining your life and defining who you are and your existence. And this passage, this, this, this idea here is saying, no, 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 I'm coming to you with great news. Regardless of the baggage that you may have, regardless of the chains that you may have, if you need freedom this evening, if you need deliverance this evening, I'm coming to you with great news because it's for you, just as you are. Like a shepherd who's unclean, he didn't have to get himself clean before he could participate in this story. This story is for you. You come just as you are before God. And he says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. This news is great news because of the scope. Every one of us is included. None of us are left out. It's also great news because of its message itself. He says, I'm coming to you to tell you about your Savior. That's important for us to recognize this evening, to acknowledge it. That within this very announcement, the angel is saying something to each and every one of us. We do need a savior. We can't save ourselves. We need someone from outside of ourselves to deliver us from our sin. Here's the thing that unites every one of us this evening. Regardless of who we are, what our background is, good, bad, or ugly, regardless of what our present circumstances are, good, bad, or ugly, the one thing that binds us all, unifies us all, is that we are sinners needing a Savior. Every one of us. We all come before the cross on level ground. None of us have an advantage. We're all in the same predicament. Uh, when I was talking to the children uh, this at the five o'clock service, I tried to give them an illustration of how bad it was. And it probably didn't really compute for them. 
uh, because it involved math and a lot of math at the end of it. Um, but you think about it for a second. I, I gave him this example. Uh, I asked him how old they thought I was. And unfortunately, they nailed it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the one child said, you're 55. And it's like, well, you're pretty close. I'm about to be 55. And so I gave him a, a, an example. I said, okay, think of it like this. I'm 55 years old or about to be 55 years old. I know I don't look it, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, I wish. But I'm about to be 55 years old. And let's just say for the sake of argument that I sin three times a day, okay? And, and those of you who know me, you're laughing right now because you know it's like you might want to up that number. But we're just going to say it's a good day, and I only have good days, right? And I sin three times a day for 55 years so far, right? I mean, we're, we're talking around 1,100 or so sins a, a year. So, you know, I'm pushing past 60,000. If, if every day was a great day, and, and as some of you know, you, you can blow by three, three by, by nine o'clock in the morning, right? It depends on how your traffic, your ride is, your, co- your commute to work. You can just blow right through that. But let's just say it's that. Okay, six, by what standard, by what standard, can I say I'm a good man? Right? By what standard can any of us say that we're good? That we deserve to have a relationship with God, that we deserve to have heaven. Okay? I mean, guys, the reason why this is such great news is because today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Christ Jesus the Lord, God took on flesh so that we could be saved from those 60, 80, 100, 200, 300,000 or more sins. And it's not just the number of sins, it's just the fact that we are sinners. And we're in desperate situation, regardless of how good looking we are this evening or how good we smell. It's also great news because what he says here in verse 12 and 13. This will be a sign to you. You're going to find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Here's, here's one of the biggest reasons why what this angel was saying to them was great news because of its effectiveness. It, it reestablishes peace between us and our Creator. Our sin drives a wedge between us and God. And no matter how much we try to make up that gap, the, the, the God tells us we always fall short. We can, never, we can never overcome it. We can never satisfy that debt that we have. It's just too big. And so Christ comes. You know, that debt is so high, it uses terms like peace. Why does it use the word peace? Because God says that our sin puts us at a state of war with him. Uh, we're, we're committing treason against our creator. We are willfully turning our backs on what he tells us to choose our own desires, right? And so because we're at that point worshiping ourselves, we're committing treason against our creator. And we, we enter into a, a state of hostility and antagonism. There is no peace between us and our Creator when we are born into this world because of our sinfulness. It needs to be reestablished. And Christ comes and He does that. And the reason why this is great news is because, again, regardless of who we are, right, 
regardless of any of our baggage or where we come from, we accept the fact that we're sinners, that sin destroys our relationship with God. Now there is a way to have that peace, that relationship restored. And it doesn't come by through us going to church more or us singing better or us doing more good things. It comes through us trusting in the one who was perfect, who didn't have three sins a day on his best day because he never sinned. He lived that perfect life, Christ. God took on flesh so that a human being could actually live the life that all of us are supposed to live. And then God in his grace counts his righteousness towards us who are born unrighteous when we commit our lives to him. And then that really kind of takes us to the end here, to this story, you know, and I'll summarize it. Um, here's these shepherds. They get this great news. You know, this story would have really been anticlimactic if the, if the, if the shepherds had just simply turned to one another after the, all the angels, you know, do the concert and, you know, everything else. It went from one to a multitude. They're probably blown out of their socks. And then when they leave, if they had just, you know, been around the fire, looked at each other and said, well, that was intense, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, well, good night, and just stayed right there, right? Oh, they hear about this Christ child, but they just choose to sit where they are and do nothing with it. I mean, not only would that have been anticlimactic for the story, that would have been devastating to those shepherds, but instead they did something, right? They got up, they ran to Bethlehem, they checked it out, and they find out, wow, this story that we're being told is great news. It's actually true. He's actually there. Everything that they were told, man, it's that. And so these guys, they turn around and they begin to proclaim this good news to people. And they act on what they were told. Uh, folks, we can hear the story of Christmas all we want. We can know the truth about what the scriptures say about Jesus. But if we don't act on that, it's just a story to us. It makes no difference in our lives. And so my question to you this evening is this, have you acted on the story of Christ? This great news, has that great news become your great news? Has it become personal for you where you acknowledge your need of a savior? You acknowledge that like all of us, you have fallen all short of the glory of God, that you need a rescuer and have committed your life to Christ for that salvation. Without that, it's not great news for you. And my prayer is that it would be great news for everyone this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity just to consider for a few moments what's entailed in that event more than 2,000 years ago when you broke through time and space and you entered into our world dressed in human flesh and and walking among us, living that life that only God in flesh could ever do. Oh, Lord, we thank you for coming and for saving us from our sins. God, I pray that you would work in the hearts of those who hear me this evening. Some have already acted on this good news, and it's become real, and it's become life-changing news for them. But Lord, others maybe have heard this time and time and time again, and yet it hasn't really made much of a difference in their life. They may even call themselves Christians, but 
It's not something that actually makes a, a hill of beans of real difference Monday to Saturday. And so, God, I pray for that person tonight, especially the one who maybe knows this story inside and out, but yet they really can't, if they're honest with themselves, they can't say their life has been changed by this story. May they see the truth. May you open their eyes, and may they come to know you as Lord and as King. In your name, I pray these things, Jesus. Amen. Well, every Christmas time, we, uh, we like to emphasize you know, an opportunity for us to give back to our community. And one of the ways that we do this is through what we have here at our church. It's called a mercy fund. A mercy fund is money that uh, we give to, and it's it's a designated account. It can only be used for certain things. It can't be used to pay our bills around here. Instead, it's used to bring the love and the mercy of God to people in our church and in our community who maybe have nothing to do with our church, but they need a hand up. They need some help. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's food. Maybe it's uh, electricity. Maybe it's a car to breakdowns. Maybe it's a doctor's appointment. It, a lot of times it might be counseling to help a couple whose marriage is in trouble. Uh, and so the way we do that is through voluntarily giving to it. And so we would ask at this Christmas time, we're not taking an offering up because of COVID and all that, but we have an offering box back here by the exit here at North Boyer. And on your way, would you consider this Christmas season giving a gift of mercy uh, to those who need it? Uh, and then finally, before we sing our, our final song and we get instructions on the candles and all that, I just want to say a big thank you to Kimber Pendland and all the people who helped her by setting up the photo areas and, and decorating the courtyard so that we can have family you know, memories. And so on your way out, uh, I want to encourage you, if you go out the North Fourier right in front of you, there's a Christmas trees and a bench, great backdrop for family photos. Also off to the sides, just a couple of other backdrops and photo areas. Uh, make use of it and make a memory for you to look at in days and weeks ahead. Paxson?